So, um, welcome to the Business and Life podcast by Ben, Mr. Percival, and then Mr. Wainwright. Uh, thanks a lot for, for coming on today. I think today's theme is very interesting, isn't it, uh, Ben? Like, it is. No, it is equity, equity, essentially pitching for equity versus pitching for a salary. Um, I think it's yeah. something that a lot of people don't really talk about, um, but when you look at most wealthy individuals out there in the world uh, and you see like billions in net worth but then you see that they're making like one dollar per year in salary like why why is that right I think, uh, yeah. yeah and i think startups have helped us to it sort of brought equity into the limelight because before everyone was always talking about yeah. what's your salary but now people are joining startups and other companies and they're saying i want equity so it's becoming more of a talked about thing but it's still not very common. And I think it should yeah. be more common. Why, why do you think that equity... Uh, well, first of all, what do you think is more important? Like equity or, or a sal- like a good salary? Well, it depends. I think personally, as a business mm-hmm. owner and an investor, equity is the most important because I am benefiting from improving the performance of the company operationally top line revenue growth Mm -hmm. and profit so if i'm doing all that work i want to see that there's some benefit Mm -hmm. to me at the end of it i think there's a there's a bit of a problem in general in general in corporations in that it's very difficult to motivate employees that aren't self-motivated so how can you motivate employees to perform better in their role without when they when they know themselves that they're not benefiting from their increased performance. Maybe they're on commission. Maybe they have a bonus. But let's say you brought in millions of pounds worth of business and your bonus was capped at 25% of your salary, you almost feel a bit yeah. hard done by because you've brought in a lot of business or you've done something that's really good to turn around and grow the business, but you're not really getting the fruits of that work. So I think it's a, it's a, it's a tricky thing to manage for a business owner and and an employee the way i've approached it in the past is if people are bringing in significant work and making the business improve significantly i usually give them a percentage of almost sales or profits on what they do rather than an equity position because there's another thing about giving people equity in that they are then invested in your business which is good but how long are they planning on remaining in the company and what if you haven't been in that company very long and you don't really know that person yeah. that well yet? You could be giving equity away in your company and this individual in a few years' time might not be the individual yeah. you thought he was. And maybe once he gets equity in the company, he sort of sits back and doesn't do as much work as he had done True. in the first year. True. So there's, there, there's a lot to think about as a business owner. I mean, I, I think, well, what do you think about in I think in startups, it makes sense. I think I've seen it in myself. So I've been employed um, and received like a a check at the end of the month. And um, I'm now like an equity holder inside the companies. Uh, And I've seen personally, I'm a lot more motivated because I'm a long-term guy. Um, I'd rather be compensated for my performance rather than, you know, just have that security, which is important, right? But once you've got that covered, um, and you've got you know a couple couple grand coming in every month. You don't really need that much more. Um, and how I see it working, at least for me, is I guess I, I want to build this wealth pot, right? 
but I'm not going to get there through a monthly paycheck because as my, um, and normally this is what happens, as my monthly intake goes up, my also monthly expenses go up as well gradually. Um, and yeah. that is not going to take you to, I guess, your very big goals if, if you know, we're talking monetarily or wealthy, you know. Yeah, and I, and I don't think... Generally, there are few people that are rich from a salary, but the majority of wealth is equity wealth. It's shares in a business, private business, or ownership of a business, and the super wealthy, so the billionaires of the world, they're, so say, Elon Musk worth now yeah. 200 billion. Well, actually, he's only worth 200 billion because Tesla's worth exactly. so much money. And his shares in Tesla are worth that much. Take away all of his shares in Tesla, yes, he'd be wealthy. But you're taking away about 98% of his net worth. So there's a reason why having equity wealth is is what makes these billionaires yeah. rich. Um, but I think as I think the, the interesting conversation we should be having is, should we be giving equity to employees? And if you are an employee... Should you ask for equity if you've been in the company for a long time? I, I think, think uh, a good way of approaching that is say you've got like a, a someone in the management team or someone that's an employee that's working very well and they're doing like a very good job. Um, I think one thing we can do is do like a gradual equity position within the company. So year one, you have this, but if you perform at this or if you remain within the business, um, you get this much more, this much more, and this much more, just because we know you perform. Um, I think that's one way of approaching it. But I think that it makes sense to sort of gradually yeah. increase equity. But but I think personally, right, the people that have come into the, let's, let's say this person was employed sort of 10 years into yeah. the growth of the business, and he did help with the growth of the business. But for that time, he had increased his salary and his position in that role. And actually, to start the business, the equity owners and the business owners, they took all the risk. They maybe put the money into the business. They maybe didn't take a salary out of the business for the first five years. Those were the people that took all the took the brunt of all the, the hardships and maybe didn't get paid, maybe took the brunt of the stress as well. So it's easy to be an employee and say, why aren't I getting equity in the business? I've been here 10 years. But you're sort of thinking, actually, Who's the responsibility on? Responsibility is always fundamentally on the equity business owners, the people who are the shareholders and owners of the business. If the business goes wrong, they're the ones that are going to suffer. If the business goes wrong and the and one of the general managers on the salary says, "Okay, I'm going to leave," he can leave and go and work in another business. But the equity owners, they're the ones that rely on the business to perform yeah. for their livelihood. So they're taking all the risk. So, and when I approach businesses, and when we when I buy businesses, I'm not too bothered if there is a management equity ownership or an owner equity ownership. But I always make sure that I buy 100 percent of the oh, really? equity of that business. Yeah, always, always, always 100 percent because I don't know what these people are like. This is my first time in the business. I don't know why these people have been giving given equity. As far as I'm aware, I'm buying everyone out. And if they want to stay in the business, then they have to mm. prove themselves and prove their worth. And if they prove their worth as they're a good person, then maybe they'll increase their salary. But I don't give away equity because I think 
right I've, I've invested the money into it as well when i buy a business i'm the one yeah. putting the money in it's my responsibility to make sure that the business can stay afloat and survive and if it's got if, I, if it's a yeah. leverage buyout it has to be able to pay yeah. down that debt and so it has to grow and it has to perform better to be able to do that and i'm the one that is bringing in those operational improvements and those plans so yes we have a manager or managing director who is helping us do that but we are giving him the direction and the position to do that mm-hmm. so that's it that's, that's that's my opinion. i think that's a really really interesting way of looking at it we would normally do like two things one is either like an equity stake or a um, like a full buyout pretty much um and in some cases instead of buying 100 percent, we may be like buy 90 and then leave 10 percent of the upside for one of the current owners but it's a good i guess you've got you've got you yeah You've got to... But why do you why do you leave that ten percent? What's the what's the reason for leaving that ten percent? I know you say yeah, it's an incentive but... as part of the deal structure because of what we're going to do with that company is buy more companies around him. Um, and that... so he's staying in the business. He's staying the one of the MDs, right? Is staying in the business, and as part of our acquisition, say the other five shareholders want to exit, but he wants to remain in the business and capitalize on the upside. What we'll do is we'll say, well, okay, do you want to remain in the business with that 10% equity stake and see that grow over time as we grow and build and acquire more companies? That normally makes it uh, a bit more interesting uh, as a deal with Yeah, that makes sense. But it's a, um, it's weird. One, one, one. Yeah, so another one of the things is if you're in a startup and the startups very generous with giving equity shares it's actually very detrimental to the business later on what you find is that a lot of your share based payments a lot of your share based compensation as a business and a lot of your profit goes towards paying people's equity shares that they have in the business mm. and so i think people were have been so generous in getting good talent earlier on in their growth that 10 years down the line when the business is actually really big and maybe they didn't expect it to get this big. They're facing problems because the business should be doing good profits, but the great majority of their cash flow is going towards paying down the share-based compensation. Would you, wouldn't that come from dividends, though, normally? No. It's just, well, they have to be, give a guaranteed amount of, of, of compensation in, to the people who have the shares. So, um, yeah, it's, it's not it's not good for the business. So Yeah. It's not good for the cash flows. It's just, it, it's just depletes the cash reserves of the business. Yeah, um, it's a, it's a tough one, no? Um, yeah. I'm yeah. A big, yeah. Yep. So you I'm a big believer in at least trying to uh, compensate a behavior that you want to see in the business, whether that's grow the top line of the business and compensate the salesperson with a percentage of that great if you want more strategic people to work on the operations and try and improve that how can we compensate it maybe an equity position is good but obviously you're going into marriage if you're going to give equity to that person so maybe at at least giving it like 12 months of your business ratio with him until you you actually yeah i think that's good yeah and i I think that's really important having some kind of incentive doesn't necessarily have to be shares but incentivizing people to work harder so whether it's whether it's sales people especially people in sales and people whose 
who really are, are responsible for growing the business and pushing the business forward, there needs to be some kind of some kind of compensation and some kind of incentive for them to to do that work. I know there are people who are intrinsically motivated, but everyone likes to see when they've done something good, they like to be rewarded for it. You know, no matter how rich you are, that's just human nature, and it is also a fair thing. Um, what, what do you feel? Um, why is equity a better option financially uh, for you tax-wise as opposed to a salary? So as a business owner myself, taking a salary, I would be paying sort of the maximum rate of tax on that. If I don't pay myself a salary and I build the cash up in the company and then sell the company, I benefit from a capital gains tax allowance, which will work out more beneficial to me. So that's one reason of sort of holding the capital and the cash in the business rather than taking out the salary payments. For people that are listening to this in the UK, um, there's something called entrepreneur's relief. So on a capital gains you've only got to pay 10% tax on that right yeah um, I mean I'm not, I'm not very big and I don't I don't I need to really get help with my taxes to be honest I'm not very big on taxes and I don't really understand the full ins and outs of taxes because it is actually an extremely complex issue and um, but I would say that there is a opportunity cost of leaving your cash in the business yep it's good for the business. So if the business has got significant cash reserves, that's good because it means that they can grow and they're not, they're not at any risk of going under or, or not growing enough because you've got the, the cash available to do it. But at the same time, let's say you as a business, <clears throat> you as a person wanted to increase your personal net worth <clears throat> and you took out, you paid yourself a quarter of a million pound dividend <laughs> where you could have kept that in the company. Then you pay tax on it. But that, money could then be invested and having that money invested who knows what you could make over the next five years whether it's sitting in a in a company yes you can invest in a company but there are limitations and tax issues doing that as well so there are there are it's very as i say it's very complex and i would say i can't give you anyone a definitive answer about it it's just better to talk to someone that specific specifically focuses on tax but yeah i I think Uh, I think a good point, uh, to be honest, to mention is like your shares within the business have a valuation. Depending on what industry you're in, that valuation can go up, can go down, but you own something that could be sold for some kind of multiple at some point in the future. And that's what ownership gives you as opposed to just that salary, which is just like money in the bank. Yeah. Um, you can make it grow, but it doesn't have an additional valuation because it isn't. It's not cash. Yeah, it's exactly. And, that, and, that, and that's a really good point, actually. And I think that's that's kind of the fundamental point to becoming financially free and financially wealthy. Is if you are a business owner, I, there's always the. I think Deborah Meaden is one example. She was never wealthy until she sold her business she was just taking a small salary out of her, I think it was a leisure park business she had, taking a small salary out of this business every year, but she was never wealthy. And then it got to a point where she managed to sell the business for tens of millions, and then she was wealthy. But before that, she wasn't financially. You would say she's, she was well off, 
yep. she certainly wasn't wealthy or rich. Yeah, and like it's that it's that whole realization of the wealth through selling your shares in the business that creates that wealth. It's not holding the cash in the business and and maybe paying yourself a dividend every couple of years. You're going to be you're going to be okay doing that, but really the most financially free you can be is when you sell your business and sell those shares because they are worth a multiple of what the company's profit is doing. It's it's a really weird one because what I see right now, I, I pitch for equity, right? Or I pitch for some kind of management fee that I don't work for normally. Um, I guess the difference between someone that's probably going to be wealthy versus someone that's always going to be stuck on that rat race, I think comes from the fact that you understand the value of like shares and the value of not working for money, which is what equity kind of gives you normally. Yeah. And I think that's something that should be taught in school. Yeah. Um, it's almost like an unkept secret. And if you know about this, you're going to be so much better off. And if you don't know, you're just going to be stuck on the, on the treadmill. On the, the, yeah. Literally part of the whole machine, part of one cog in the wheel you're never going to be financially free. Um, yeah, I think that's a yeah. that's a really good point. And, and I would I would give an example to people. Let's say you have a business making, let's say a small business. Let's say it's doing a million in turnover, a hundred thousand in profit, and you're taking all of that profit out. As an example, let's just say you're taking all of that profit out. So it makes a hundred thousand in operating profit. You pay twenty percent of corporation tax in the in the UK. Most most around the world is about twenty percent. So twenty percent corporation tax. So that leaves you now with eighty thousand. Eighty thousand pay. You pay yourself a dividend. You have to pay tax. I'll say forty percent on that. So you're paying you're paying thirty two grand in taxes, and so your actual take home is forty eight thousand. Yeah. From a business that's doing a hundred thousand pounds a year in profit. Now. Swap that to a proper equity realization event. You've got a business mate doing a million turnover, £100,000 of profit. You get at minimum three times that operating profit, the operating profit before tax. So that's 100000 times by three. That's 300000 You then pay 10% entrepreneur's relief in the UK. So you pay £30,000 tax and you take home £270,000. Okay, so one year you're taking home £48,000 in the salary after tax. If you sell your business, that equity realisation is giving you 270000 Yeah. I mean, look at that difference. It's yeah. enormous. It's absolutely enormous. It's like six, seven years worth of, of profit. Yeah. And then let's say you take that £270,000 and you put it in an investment fund and you made 10% a year. Well, you're making near enough what you would have made in a salary anyway. As after tax, so you're making twenty seven thousand. I mean, you're making fifty percent of it, but maybe you can go. Maybe you're you've got that making twenty percent a year. Maybe making thirty percent a year. So I think it's that it's that realization of wealth, that event when you sell your shares in a, in a business that creates the most biggest wealth event in your life, essentially. And let's say let's say you you okay you get the equity. You now start pitching for equity when you try and join the business, um, and now you're about to sign the shareholders' agreement for the equity or the share and purchase agreement at least. What what would you try and see or find within the shareholders' agreement in order to capitalize on that 
because it, it's all well and fun, right, to talk about, yeah, let's get an equity stake inside the business. Um, let's say I pitch for 5% inside a business that's making 1 million net profit and I get given, I'm, I'm given that, right? Yeah. Inside the shareholders agreement, let's say there's a majority owner that owns about 85, 95%. Um, and then there's a buyer in two years time that comes in. And at that point, I'm kind of stuck, right? Because I'm not publicly traded. I can't sell my shares. I'm privately held, but I'm reliant on the majority owner. Is there any clause, and I can we can speak about this, are there any clauses in the share purchase agreement or in the shareholders agreement that you would look at implementing in order to be able to capitalize from a potential buyer coming in for your stake? Yeah, I mean, there's, there are a few clauses. There are clauses which essentially allow you, with a minority share, to have almost the control of the company. Um, to, depending on what you put in the agreement, I think there, there's a number of clauses. There's um, I can't remember the words. Can you remember the names of them? Dragon drag tag. Dragon tag. Yeah. Dragon tag means you just you have first rights to buy and. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so that's something that we sign and that we put into the shareholders agreement. Um, I think it's a super powerful agreement that not a lot of people even look at. To be honest. Yeah, and it just allows you to capitalize on that exit. I think if you're if you are taking shares in the business, I've seen people have shares in the business, and they die before they realize the values in the shares, because the owners, the majority owners, don't want to sell. They just keep keep the business going, and for that percentage of shares they have, they're not actually getting any additional value. So if you do have a percentage of shares in a business. Make sure you're getting your percentage of dividends because there are some there are some share purchase agreements or some share agreements that state that you're not because of the shares you have you're not available to, you're not allowed to take any dividends out. So if they're giving a dividend out of a hundred thousand pounds a year and you've got ten percent of the company, well you're not actually getting ten thousand pounds. That hundred thousand pounds going to the majority owners. So if you are going to get ten percent, don't just make make sure it's not just sort of almost giving you something but not getting anything for it. Yeah. Just trying, maybe they're trying to keep you at the company or something like that. But I would say focus on what is this 10% going to give me? Do the owners, are they actively looking to sell the business? Have they got an acquirer in the short term that could come in and buy the business? Am I going to get paid dividends for, this, for the percentage of equity I do have? Um, all these kind of things I think are very important to to look at. 100%. But yeah, I think if you are, some people don't want that. There are other limitations to having equity in a business because some of them you have to stay in the business for a period of time before you can realize those shares. Some of them you have to stay in the business for five years, 10 years. And some people don't want to stay in the business for five to 10 years. Some people want the flexibility to leave when they want. And so you might be better off asking for a raise or asking for a bonus, a larger bonus and or, or... bigger percentage yeah. of commission yeah so, so it really depends on your scenario but i mean we're, we're happy to always field these questions so if you have any questions about share-based payments and equity yeah. in the business and and how you go about getting or pitching for equity in the business then you know get in touch and we but can, to be honest you're gonna get i mean how many jobs do you think you would be able to get per year maybe like 10 15 if your full-time job was to actually pitch for jobs well it's gonna 
probably be something similar if you're good at it uh, on the equity side, right? So you can pitch as much for a job as you can for equity in different companies if you add value, obviously. But I think that that's a really good point. But I think if you're pitching for equity, you are generally a more capable individual than going for a job because as a business, as just someone who's an employee, you have a role that you need to do. It might be a nine to five role. There might not be much opportunities to sort of show creativity and strategy. And so that's not really going to be suitable to them. But if you are an individual that thinks I can really change this business and you have some real unique skill set to operational operationally or whatever, then pitching for equity could be something that you should do because it's much more tax beneficial. Um, you'll probably end up with more money for doing the work you do yeah. in the business and you might even be doing yeah. less work. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Cool. Great. Well, that's it. That's our talk about uh, equity. And so I think, I mean, in conclusion, I would say it's a case by case basis, but don't feel like if you are, be, if you are given equity, that it's, it's a really good thing until you look closely at the share purchase agreement and think about what's going to happen with those shares in the future. And if you are a business owner listening, then don't be freely, don't freely give away shares unless you are very certain that the person you're giving away shares to yep. is going to be still motivated to work as hard or if not harder when they're in the business and there might be other ways and better yeah. ways to to motivate and in, in incentivize yeah. your employees cool guys great all right we have catch us next time and remember follow us on our socials uh, benjamin percival at matthew.wainwright yep. and we'll uh yeah we'll catch you next time thanks a lot guys cheers guys yeah.